0: How's it going, neighbors? It's so fantastic to be back on the stoop. These once a week stoop sets are wonderful, but oh my goodness, it feels like forever in between. Hey, y'all, I see you coming in. Slide on into the stoop, the virtual stoop, which I consider to be one of the great gifts of this very interesting quarantine. Morning, neighbors. It continues to be a workable day in the neighborhood. Yes, challenging, but workable. That's our goal. Hello, hello. I love seeing you come in. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Big hugs. Shooting out some hugs, the virtual hugs to get us through. How y'all doing? Gosh, I just said that and it reminded me of... um, there's an actor that's on Instagram whose name is Leslie Jordan. I want to say his handle is like the Leslie Jordan, something like that. I'm, you can find him. Um, but he's Southern. He has this fantastic Southern accent. And uh, I love that when he addresses folks in his videos, he says, um, well, hello, fellow hunker downers. <laughs> and I love that. So hello, hunker downer neighbors so good to see you good morning good morning good morning more hugs oh yes oh yes also i feel compelled to give a listen rachel says leslie jordan is what the quarantine needed so bad so true so i want to give a little um shameless plug it's taco tuesday and I, i've always loved taco tuesday i'm all about taco tuesday but during this quarantine period, it's like the holiday of every single week. It's like having a little Christmas or, you know, whatever holiday you like, like a little birthday or something every single week. So Tuesdays are the highlight. Not only do we have Stoop Sits, but then in the evening, I get to make tacos. So anyway, this shirt, it, it says Nar as you can see, which I just love as a um, snowboarder. Shredding the gnar, anything called gnar is, is a-okay with me. Um, but this is a taco shop in, there's one in Telluride, my most favorite city in all of Colorado, uh, in Telluride. And then there's one down the, down the hill from Telluride in Ridgeway. And uh, I love their tacos. So when choosing a garment for today's stoop sets, I, I had to go with my tacos nar um, t-shirt. So, yeah, or you can make, bre- Jean-, Jean Bean made breakfast tacos today, which, you know, I think that's also a fantastic idea. Tacos anytime. So I'm going to be doing a taco experiment tonight, and if you want to see how it goes, I will post an Insta story about it, but I'm basically trying like a buffalo hot wing, but without the wing taco tonight. I'm not putting a wing in a taco. You'll see. So if you're interested, tune in. Um. Well, my fellow neighbors. So here's what's been on my mind. So scooch on into the stoop and and let's discuss. Let's discuss. Um, so my favorite topic in all of life, like all the time is truth, right? In fact, I don't have any tattoos. I'm I'm completely virginal in terms of my tattoos, but I've always said that if I ever were gonna get a tattoo, it would be somehow related to truth. And one idea I came close was, um, you remember in Da Vinci Code, there was that thing where words were written right ways up and upside down. You could see them both like that. I, I wanted to get one like that. So upside down and right side up that said Veritas, which is the goddess of truth. Anyway, that's a side story. Uh, but the fact of the matter is truth has been my favorite subject for as long as I can remember. If you think about it, especially when you're a teenager, um, truth becomes super important to you because you're trying, like truth is related to authenticity, okay? Like what's your truth? What's your truth? And when we're, I, I remember anyway, as a teenager, that becoming really important because you're starting to dissociate to a degree, whatever, uh, from your parents and the identity you have within your family and so as you launch out into the world, you're trying to figure out who you are. Well, if you're lucky, that inquiry never ends. So truth has always been, as long as I can remember, my most favorite subject. But right now, I, it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I suspect some of you are also experiencing the same thing. And here's why. So we're, we're entering a new phase of we, uh, this quarantine, this pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And I know you feel me on this, that all of a sudden we're shifting into this reopening to varying degrees, period. And I know like some people are still in very much lockdown, as some people call it, and others are like total openness. And some of us are somewhere in between. But what is happening, at least my experience, is that we're starting to seek like, well, well, what's the truth of what's going on here, right? Like, I feel like that's what I want to know all the time. There's that level of truth. Like what's actually going on? Is it, are we, are we, get, you know, getting in, ahead of this thing? Are we like, or are we still at huge risk? And what's crazy is like, you can actually find what looks like evidence on both sides and everywhere in the middle. Do you know what I mean? You can, so, so if, what's happening, I think, is that we're experiencing friction. And very often that friction results in suffering. I talked about that in another Stoop set. But we're experiencing friction around this seeking of the truth. And that's making like aggravation levels higher. Am I right? Are you feeling that? Are you seeing that? Uh, there's high friction, the aggravation levels seem high. And I think that some of us are feeling a desire almost to get mad at somebody right now. And I think it's a result of that friction that we're experiencing in what almost seems like a futile search for the truth, right? So I'm trying to unpack this idea of like, well, why, why would any of us feel the urge to get mad at somebody right now? Well, because it's frustrating to not be able to know like what to do uncertainty gets frustrating. Shit gets old, y'all, right? We talked about uncertainty in another set, and it, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, uncertainty, I can work with that, right? Kudos. And then that starts to feel like it's getting old. And then I also think, and all of this is just my opinion. It's not like truth, right? <laughs> so I also think that some of us have started to feel maybe less alive or less engaged than we usually are. And so maybe that desire to lash out, blame, or get angry, or even just create more friction is an expression of that feeling of inertia or that feeling of, of not being useful or, or that feeling of being disengaged. So it's interesting to explore why maybe right now, certainly what I'm seeing is, is a, a frustration and friction, aggravation, right? So for me, it all boils down to the fact that we're looking for truth. And then you want to go, okay, well, what, what is it about truth? So is there a truth? Really? Like sometimes I start to think that truth is your, purpose for living. Again, my opinion. But is it possible that that truth is the reason that we're alive? That it's what we're here to do is discover our truth, the truth? And then that begs the question, is there a truth? Is there the truth? Because as I just mentioned earlier, you can always find something to confirm your bias. There is always going to be an article, a study, a video, or whatever that's going to confirm what your bias is, and then you can say that's true. So fact of the matter is we're always seeking truth through the lens of our own conditioned consciousness. That's where things like confirmation bias come in. So it makes this challenge of finding truth the truth, right? A truth, your truth, all the more challenging. And then that makes me think like, if our reason for living is to find the truth, then is the joke on us? Because I actually think it may be that there is no fixed truth and truth is just constantly a moving target. And maybe rather than finding some fixed truth, the real task, the real challenge at hand is to start to be okay with the truth being a moving target. Now, stay with me for a second here. What I feel is that, okay, so I wrote this in my newsletter today. So if you got that, you already saw this, but one of the practices in yoga is satya. Satya means truth or that which is. Hmm. And at first, I remember thinking that truth as a practice was don't tell lies, right? And so you could kind of look at satya and be like, I'm good, because I don't lie. Like, I'm not dishonest. But I think satya is actually more than that. Satya as a practice is what I was just talking about, this idea of being present with truth seeking, but truth as a moving target, right? So that you are constantly working on transcending conditioned consciousness, your, your, like your biases, right? Your confirmation biases, your implicit biases, you're always doing the work to recognize those for what they are, right? And you're trying to stay present with truth as it changes, as it evolves, and I think it's important for us to be connected in any moment with what we believe is true, right? So what I'm saying is, I don't think there is a truth or the truth. There's only in any given moment, your truth. And if you want that to be possible for you, then we have to allow for that to be possible for everyone else. And that gets hard, because we want to believe that our truth is also the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's that confirmation bias thing. And it gets really hard to be okay with other people's truth when it's really in conflict with our truth. But I go back to this teaching that one of my teachers gave me was like, hey, if you want it to be okay for you to have a process of aligning with your truth, then it has to be okay for everyone else to go through that process. I think that's what Satya is. Satya is being in the process of finding your truth, knowing that it's always going to be a moving target. There's only your truth in any given moment. This is hard because we'd like to make plans. We'd like to... A fixed truth would feel so much better, you know? I used to crave this idea that there was like some wizard of Oz that could just whisper the truth in my ear. But here's the cool thing about truth and why I'm obsessed with it. Truth requires two things. Well, probably lots of things, but two things I want to speak to. Truth requires trust. Trust in your own knowing and in your own intuition. And when we do these meditations at the end of these stoop sits, if you've been here for these, you know we go through this awareness of each layer of your being, each layer of your consciousness. And we recognize that you're not just a body. You're not just breath and energy. You're not just a mind. That in fact, if you're able to witness all of those things, right, you can't possibly be just those things. So we get to that fourth layer of consciousness and that's the layer that's also associated with intuition. Well, that intuitive voice for many of us is quite muffled only because the voice of the lower mind is so loud and so prominent. So when we're seeking truth, your truth in any given moment, we have to trust intuition. So something happened yesterday for me where I get together with these two friends of mine from high school with some frequency. And it's really fun. We go have lunch and reconnect and talk about what's going on in our lives. Well, for the second time now I have declined and I confess that yesterday was really hard. So the proposal was that we do some takeout and have a picnic. And I sat with that and In my desire to stay in alignment with my truth, not the truth, you know, I can look at what science is saying. I can look at what the news is saying. I can, I can look at what trusted sources are saying. I can look at what friends are doing. I look, I have business owner friends and yoga teacher friends right now that are trying to navigate this space of do I open? Do I not open? Uh, do I go teach? Do I not teach? And it's difficult because there's no Wizard of Oz giving us the answers. We have to trust our intuition. And so yesterday, even though going to lunch is a small thing compared to should you open your business, I realized that. I had to go through the exact same process for what what is my truth on this? Well, I had to go through my conditioned consciousness. Conditioned consciousness said, don't be stupid. Of course you should go. It's safe. It's pickup. Everyone's doing it and you're going to be outside. And now, you know, the governor is saying like, sure, you can go outside. And if I wear a mask, and I do six feet, but that was conditioned consciousness, which was saying, like, don't be a weirdo. This is all like in finger quotes, I'm just sharing what has going on in my mind. Don't be a weirdo. And say no, You should go, 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 because you already said no once. I was the odd man out the last time this came up. I didn't want to have like a Zoom lunch for another bunch of reasons. But with this one, I felt that like pressure, right, from my conditioned consciousness to just say yes, because every indication was it would be okay. And I don't want to be a weirdo. Okay. But the truth, my truth was I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I had to, that was my intuition that was saying, no, not yet. My, the deeper layer of myself, my monkey mind was saying, go, don't be a dummy, right? The deeper layer of myself was saying, no. And I'm not even sure I know why it was saying, no, you guys, it was just saying, no, it was just saying, no, no, no. And I had to trust it. That's what I'm saying. My truth was not yet. My truth was not yet, despite having lots of reasons why it might be okay. My truth was not yet. So I had to trust that. And that's what's so beautiful about the truth. It requires that you trust your intuition. And you know where your intuition sometimes shows up? Not just in your wisdom mind, but in your body. You can feel it, your truth in your body. And sometimes I think that's more trustworthy than your mind. So my body was saying no. And in this case, my higher mind was also saying no. So I had to summon the courage to be the weirdo and say, you know what? Not yet. And once again, I'm the odd man out. I'm the only one of the three of us that had an issue or said, not yet, not yet. So I simply said, um, I'm not ready yet, but I really do look forward to when we can resume this. So that, that's an example of, of the trust. But then the other thing that the truth requires and what also makes it so freaking beautiful besides trust is risk. You have to take a risk. You have to take a risk of being judged, right? So in that situation, yeah, I had to t- take a risk that they'd be like, geez what's up boy in the bubble or you know whatever Uh, I had to take a risk uh that they were gonna think I was crazy but you know it's so interesting truth is so interesting so I've been doing these daily dice reality riffs where I roll a dice and then I just spontaneously riff totally truthfully on whatever area of life comes up on the dice right so I just thought it would be fun and I am, like I said, I'm obsessed with truth. I'm obsessed with truth in life, but I'm also obsessed with truth like right now during this quarantine more than anything. So I thought, hey, this will be like a truth activity or a truth exercise for me, right? Uh, and I could share it in the event that it was of any service whatsoever. So I'm being completely truthful, which means I'm, I'm talking about struggles. I'm talking about being judgmental. I'm talking about things that, you know, We don't usually put on social media because we like to keep everyone believing, you know, something else. And guess how many unfollows I've gotten? A million. And it's like, wow. So the truth hurts. So when we embrace truth, we also embrace risk. Truth requires trust in yourself, your intuition, what your body's telling you. And it also includes risk, that if I put that risk out there, that it may be rejected, that it may be judged. And that's, I think, what makes truth so amazing and so worthy. Look where it asks us to go. Look where it asks us to go. It, truth is like almost to me, it feels like it's side by side with courage, right? I have to have the courage to explore my truth, to trust what arises and to take a risk. That's why it's so cool, right? If it wasn't, if it wasn't all that, then it'd be like truth, schmuth. who cares, right? So... This is what I've been obsessed with. And I really wanted to talk about it because I think that so many of us are in a situation right now where, like I said, you're feeling like you're in a truth-seeking, whether it's truth on the level of, do I do this one thing or not? Or it's truth-seeking truth on the level of, what's my purpose? You know what I'm talking about? One of my teachers would would often advise me like, Gina, Gina, Gina. You need to like start with the smaller stuff. So I would like to pass that teaching on to you, my neighbors. I would like to pass that teaching on to you, that you start with the smaller stuff. As you're contemplating the greater truths, who you are, how you want to show up in the world, how you want to move forward, what you're all about, what's important to you, do that work, but maybe relax into the process. By starting with the smaller thing, which might look like, oh my goodness, something like, what am I eating today? Right? Well, what does your truth say? <laughs> then things like the example I gave you with uh, uh, my friends, you know, where I, I had to believe in my truth. Some of you are navigating this space of, you know, do I go back to work? Do I stand my ground? Do I? Right? And we're looking for the answers externally. And I think that can be part of the process, right? I think that can be part of the process, but please, please hear me on this. Don't let the external searching be the end of the process because there's only one place truth lives and that's in you. There is no the truth. There's only your truth. So you can look externally, do it. Okay. It's helpful. You can listen externally and look externally, but let's not let the truth-seeking process end there. The perhaps most important domain of that truth-seeking is that you turn inward. You trust and you risk in seeking your truth. It won't be easy, but we have each other for real. It won't be easy, and I'm driven to share these things so that you recognize we are not alone. We are not alone. So I want you to honor what your feelings are, your concerns are, as your truth. You have to trust, and you have to risk. But there is no the truth. There is no a truth. There is only your truth. And I just want to say, neighbors, be brave, be brave, whatever it is, wherever your truth is, you've got to be brave and courageous, no matter what that looks like. And like the example I gave you of doing my Daily Dice reality riff, some people ain't going to like it. They ain't going to like it. But you can either live for them liking your truth, which almost sounds crazy when you say it out loud. You can live for them liking your truth or you can live for your truth. You can live for the beauty of what your truth actually is, because you're the one that has to live with yourself, you know? So I could have said yes, so my friends didn't think I was a weirdo, but then I would have been uncomfortable that entire time. Not them, me, me. And so that's like a microcosmic, almost silly little example but it's one of those small ones. And I feel like when I practice it with one of those small ones and then another small one and then another small one and then another small one, that's going to train me up for when there's a big one. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to learn trust and comfort with risk when it's a big one. Let me learn it when it's a small one over and over and over again. And then it becomes almost like a ritual behavior And then when there is a big one, I'll be trained up. I'm ready. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? All right, neighbors. There's no the truth. There's only your truth. (laughs) All right, let's sit. Jean Bean says, Gee, I always think how you taught me you do you. For sure. The thing about you do you is, it's so easy to say, you do you, right? but it's so much harder to do. And I think it's because that you have to trust yourself. Oh, which is so beautiful. That's what you're supposed to be doing here in this life. Learning to trust yourself, right? That's the greatest way to honor the source. However, the hell we got here to trust myself, trust and then risk. Oh, anyway, you can see why I'm obsessed with truth. Yeah. It's easy to say, hard to do, but recognize we're together in this. You're not alone. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right, let's sit. Let's sit. Hmm. On the stoop, let's sit together and remember what these meditations are about is recognizing that you are not, let's say, your monkey mind. You are not just your body. You are a multidimensional being. And when we recognize this, those concepts of trust and taking risks and your truth, they become much clearer. You understand. So find a workable seat. Turn your palms down on your thighs so that you feel grounded and held in your truth. Take a moment and feel the two Poles of your body, your sitting bones rooting down, the crown of your head rising up. And witness how you can both root and rise at the same time because of everything in between those poles supporting those opposite actions, uniting opposite. in the uprising of your spine, feel it like periscope up in seeking your truth. And bring awareness to your breath in this moment. Notice how it's flowing. Is it rapid today? Is it slow today? Is it somewhere in between? Shallow, deep, somewhere in between. We are simply observing, not changing, not fixing, just meeting with curiosity. How's your energy flowing today? Notice that, go deeper. Beyond your breath, there is your life force. How is it moving through your being today? Swift, slow, somewhere in between. Sticky, smooth, somewhere in between. In turn, your awareness on the third layer of your consciousness, manomaya kosha. This is your lower mind. This is the level of your consciousness that is subject to conditioning. This is where the thoughts of, oh, I don't want people to think I'm weird, or I don't want people to think I'm selfish, etc. This is the level where those things are happening. Witness your mind's activity. Are you content to just be here in this pointed focus called meditation? Is your mind agitated today, seeking distraction? Or is it somewhere in between? You're not trying to change or fix, just observing, learning, becoming self-aware. If you're able to observe these thoughts, you cannot possibly be these thoughts. Now go deeper to the place from which you are observing your thoughts. The fourth layer of your consciousness. This is where wisdom lives. This is where truth lives. Intuition. Insight. The knowledge layer. The knowing. This is what gets muffled from so much activity on the previous layer. Trust. Truth. Go even deeper into yourself. The fifth layer, Ananda Maya, the bliss layer. Bliss that is completely unimpacted by what's going on in the world. No politicians can touch it. This layer of bliss is always in you, steadily humming along because you're alive again today. Because of your life's purpose, your life's mission it is the potential that maintains this bliss layer. Go deeper into Atman, your soul. Become aware of the seed of yourself. Your essence. The energy of your truth. From this layer that is your soul, an infinite compassion arises. Each soul interconnected, and each soul on that challenging journey of discovery, the engagement and the play of the universe makes that journey of discovery. So difficult at times. Truth gets convoluted. We can always come back, begin again, begin again, begin again. Now pan out your awareness to witness your whole self from your physical body all the way to atman, your soul. You can be all of these layers at once. You are all of these layers at once. May we not get stuck in a narrow view of ourselves. Remember to pan out and embrace every layer of your being. The wisdom is there. The bliss is there. The compassion is there when you remember And finally, let's bring our hands together in front of our hearts so that we may dedicate the merits of today's stoop set. Our exploration of truth, our sharing in this meditation. We dedicate these merits to all beings. May they find peace on their journey towards their truth. May they find courage to embrace trust in self and the risk of judgment. May our efforts be of benefit and may we teach others by our living example. Om Shanti 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 Peace Please. Namaste. Hmm. Thank you beloved neighbors, as Leslie Jordan would say, fellow hunker downers. Happy Taco Tuesday. I hope you celebrate it like it's a this week's birthday party. And here's a hug for you. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Good luck on your journey towards truth. Thank you, Gina. Having a rough week and needed some truth time. Mm. I feel you. I feel you. I really, really do. Thank you so much for showing up here on the stoop, for being an integral part of it. There's no way I would do this any differently than live because it's important to me that you're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that in this this chat on the stoop has some way supported you in your journey, your self-acceptance and your willingness to trust and risk in finding your truth. I really, really hope so. If you want to come to the Daily Dice Reality Rips, well, actually, I guess that's not come. I'm not doing those exactly live, but who knows? I might. But uh, if you haven't seen one yet, I have a 12-sided dice and um, each side corresponds with one of the areas of life. And so I'm challenging my truth, right? I'm challenging it uncensored uh, to speak to whatever uh, subject comes up. And I'm trying to share what I've been doing in this period that's working and what I've been doing or not doing that isn't working. And it's been interesting. It's a, it's, it's a great practice in taking that risk that my truth might be judged. Uh, so I invite you to, to share in that, or maybe uh, start your own. What else are you saying? It's such a personal, intimate relationship, our truth, like religion, another matrix level meditation. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. And Jackie says, times are weird. Learning our truth is such an important practice. Thank you for illuminating that. Well, thank you for listening. It's tough. We want the truth. Do we not? I want to feel the certainty from the Wizard of Oz. But no, that's not what truth is. Oh, it's just, oh, it's so much more beautiful than that. Truth is not a dictatorship, right? It's a process. It's a process. There's a quote that I put in my email today that really um, got me fired up. Uh, it, so if you haven't read the email yet, it'll be there. But the, this gal who's a, a business coach said, uh ready isn't a feeling, it's a decision. Isn't that great? Ready isn't a feeling, it's a decision. And I, I feel that way about today's conversation, right? That when you're ready to embrace your truth, it's not like a feeling you'll get. It's a decision you make that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it requires trust and risk. Okay. I love you. Thank you. Neighbors. Let's give some big hugs before we walk off the stoop down our own individual streets. As always, I'm going to take this audio and uh, upload this as a podcast. So if podcasts are more your jam, or you want to share this with anybody who would prefer podcast to Instagram. There you go. It's at workableday.com, And, uh, I've released a few new classes on the on-demand classes. That's at GinaYoga.com. And I really want to know what you're jonesing for in terms of home practice. Home practice is beautiful. I like Zoom classes, but solo home practice is so intimate. And it, I think it supports what we've been talking about today, uh, where it, 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 it gives you space to explore your truth. So that's that's my plug um, for, for solo home practice. All right, y'all, big hug. Have a very workable day. And I can't wait to see you next week right here on the virtual stoop. Come what may, we're going, we're going to continue this and uh, maybe drop me a, a line uh, on the Daily Dice Reality. Rip. Okay, love you. Thank you.